live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Oh, hey, my name is Adam Smasher. Oh, wow. Well, now I seem like an asshole. If you don't know, I worked in the radio industry for over 25 years. How do we get along? That's Doug. Doug worked for a record company way back when. Doug hasn't worked a record since Toto debuted Africa. And together, we have a pretty good knowledge uh, about how the radio record industry works. (laughs) That's not true. I've been fired from every radio station on the planet. So once a week, we'll get together and give you an inside look at music, entertainment, me busting Doug's balls. You have got this hard on for Oasis. And there probably will be drinking, at least on my part. What about Noel Gallagher? How big is his penis? I couldn't tell you, but I had to guess it's massive. This is episode one of the Doug and Smash cast. If I could go in your Google history, I guarantee there would be, show me Noel Gallagher's penis. Welcome. Hiya, Adam. Hi, how's it going? I'm good, man. What's up? We are at the uh, the new place. The new place. It's uh, nice, right here in Kima, right on the water. Yeah. And last time I came here, I said, "Hey, what's the Wi-Fi?" And he's like, "We don't have Wi-Fi." Like, I would rather broadcast out of a crack den slash nasty hooker house with Wi-Fi <laughs> than the nicest place on earth without Wi-Fi. Let's be fair; I had just moved in here, and then I had to go out of town. Okay. So it just so yeah, it, it, they they turned it on this week. So well, there we're you good. Go. We're good. And you may want to qualify what that sound is. That's uh, oh, can you hear the dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I brought my dog, and you I brought, brought bourbon. Dog. You brought bourbon. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll let Greg sample a little bit of bourbon. Uh, you don't drink? No. Really? Yes. How do you not know this? You don't drink? No. At all? Uh, I mean, every I've seen every you drink every, every great now and again, but you know, one every two or three months, I'll have a little sip. Is it because uh, like were, did it's you have a problem? Because I used to a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, I never knew this. Oh, yeah. No, well, no, I know. I know you used to do it a lot, but I didn't yeah. know you didn't drink. Oh yeah. No. Oh wow. Well, now I seem like an asshole. <laughs> I'm gonna drink go, because you do, you do. it's Friday. Yeah. And I don't care. You know what's sad? What's that? Ever since I've been uh, working a lot for out of my house, right? Um, which is new to me. I'll wake up some mornings, especially like Friday, I'll wake up and if like I don't have anything to do, I will honestly look at a bottle of bourbon at like eight in the morning and think about it for a second. Then I think, okay, maybe I should wait yeah, till after three yeah. because that's not good. No, yeah. You, you, no, nobody wants to be that guy. I was laughing when, whenever you said, you do realize how time works with me, right? By now? I know that you are completely incapable of being anywhere on time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because you said... Hey, we're going to record. Uh, what time can you come? I was like, hey, one. And then, of course. <laughs> I, and, and having said that, giving you ample time to be here at one. Let's be I got fair. like an hour. I'm, I'm like an hour late. And uh, I sent you a text and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm on my, I'm on the way. Uh-huh. And by that, I mean, I'll be on the way in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what makes this such a such a fun little partnership here is I'm notoriously early for everything. Right. I'm 30 minutes early for everything. Greg, do you want some of this? No, you do? Okay. He said yes. Oh, look, there you go. Well, somebody's going to drink. Greg's up for a snort. Doug's going to be right. a pussy, whatever. Whatever. I got a brisk tea over I there. Got a, I got a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
So here we are. Here we are. Before we get into into anything, we're going to talk about podcasting because, as you know, you and I are involved in a lot of uh, podcasts, and we have been in the past. Uh, even the uh, the podcast network uh, that we're building up, the mm-hmm. uh, Clear Lake Today podcast network, and people are always asking, you know, I should do a podcast. Should I do a podcast? What what like what makes a good podcast? Because let's face it, anyone can do it. Sure, anyone can. Well, I think anybody that sort of has any frame of reference of what they're talking about, they bring some sort of experience to it. It'd be like it would, it would be like me doing a podcast on like a an automotive podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know the first thing about a car. That would be a horrible podcast, right? But you know, I I do have a, a certain knowledge base, and I think if you're passionate about it and you know a little something about it, it makes an interesting podcast. One of the keys to me, though, to a podcast is understand when it's naturally ended. The conversation naturally comes to an end. And that's one of the things I always thought, thought was interesting about doing like a, a radio show. There's a lot of radio shows I've heard that that conversation came to its natural conclusion at about 32 minutes. Yeah. But they've got to stretch another 20 out of it. Yeah. And I was like, this is just going to be a slow crawl over just broken, broken glass. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty about podcasting is you can make it as long or yeah. as short as you want. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, so what Doug just said, that's absolutely wrong. Um ah. I wrote down four things that I think makes a good podcast because, again, I've been talking to a lot of people lately about doing podcasts. And number one, I always say is like value. Like what value does your podcast have? Does it have an audience? Is there a large group of people that would find value in whatever you are doing or talking about? And it doesn't have to be funny or inner it just has to be about something mm-hmm. you watch those youtube videos whenever i want to do something and i don't know how to do it i watch a youtube video right yeah i don't care if the guy sounds like he's he's almost dead it doesn't matter <laughs> the value is he's going to show me how to do this right so i will sit there and i will watch the entire video so there has to be some kind of value um motivation if you're doing a, a podcast just to like, yeah, okay, I'll do a podcast and you're not really motivated to do it, it's going to suck. It's not right. going to be any good. Consistency is probably one of the most important things when you do find yourself, if you have a, a good podcast or something to talk about. Perfect example. Um, I did a podcast with my friend Josh and we're both, we're both dads and we did it about we talked about parenting from the dad's point of view, and we both have similar uh, personalities and senses of humor. Uh, so we basically just call our kids assholes a lot. But um, I thought it was it was very specific to to like that. That's another thing about a podcast. It has to be like, what is your podcast about? It can't be. Right. It's like a radio show you can do, and it's like very broad. Uh, you know, and you can talk about everything. Podcast needs, I, I think, needs to be a little more narrow. Like, hey, we're talking about this. Yeah. Um, but we we had a podcast, and I thought it was good consistency. We just could not mesh our schedules together right. to get together to record every week because uh, you have to be consistent. Uh, otherwise, it's just you know, it's no good. And then last on the list, if none of that works, titties. Just talk about okay. titties. Yeah. And and then you're good. So that's how to podcast. At least I think so. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. This won't be a titty podcast, though. Mm-mm. No, no. But I asked Doug. I said, hey, "Well, he was like, hey, you want to record our first podcast this afternoon?'" I said, "Yeah, sure." I go, well, "What are we gonna do it on, though? Because I don't want to just come on and 
I mean, we could come on and just naturally just shoot the shit for 30 minutes and I bust your balls and that would, but it's not, that's not specific enough. So Doug had a suggestion. <laughs> I did. What was your, did. your suggestion? Well, I mean, you and I have somewhat similar professional backgrounds and, and they all involve being in the music industry. You've got years and years and years in the radio business. I've got years and years and years in the record label business. There's a lot of things that we could do and discuss that had to do with the state of music, the state of radio, the state of the music industry, artists we like, artists we don't like. Um, there's all kinds of different things that we can cover on that. And that's why on this particular one, I thought it would be timely if we did the first podcast on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, so I have down here records, radio, and entertainment, or we need to, we need to come up with some kind of tagline about that encompasses the podcast. Well, you can do that. Okay, but I'd also like to add that Doug working records, Doug hasn't worked a record since Toto debuted Africa. <laughs> That's not true. And I've been fired from every radio station on the planet. So when we use the word qualify, we use it loosely. I, but I would say I worked records back when records were still being worked. True. It's a so, totally, it's a totally different totally game. Totally different game now. By totally now. different game. Uh, I, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. No one, I don't know, and no one buys records anymore. Well, they're buying vinyl now. It's kind of had this weird little thing where it's uh, kind of come that's the hipster full, thing to do. full circle. But right. yeah, I mean, it's well, the fact of the matter is if you're remotely astute with a computer, there's not a record you can't find for free. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, they're all out there. If you know how to find them, you can find them. You can get them pretty quick. Back okay. to the topic at hand. Okay, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They one month ago announced the nominees for 2020. I always have a problem, and you have uh, some written down there. I always have a problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because there's always people that are being inducted that I'm like, yeah, it's have, not it's not rock and roll, like right. you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you what do you have? What do you have there? Well, let, let's start with the the current list of nominees, and we can kind of go through this and tell. And let me ask you: Have you, have you been to it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm Cle- okay. Cleveland. God, no. yeah, I've been. It, it's. Uh, it's an interesting place to go. I, I went. You're going just. You're just gonna savage this, but I went because they did like a three week Paul Simon exhibit. The, the The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, while a cool place, it is a tourist. It's just a tourist trap designed to separate you from funds. I mean, at every turn, it's costing you money. Right. The most expensive record store I've ever been to in my entire life oh. was at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, they've got some cool stuff there, I'll, I'll admit. I mean, you know, Alex Van Halen's drum kit is set up. Uh, chunks of the wall from the wall tour that Pink Floyd did, which, oddly enough, was only eight shows. That entire wall tour was just eight concerts. Hmm. Um, you know, obviously, I went to the Genesis display, and that made me happy. But they've got some cool stuff there. But it really lacks any sort of punch as a real, legit rock and roll house. And so I think that's reflected in a lot of the nominees. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go through, and you just chime in, tell me your thoughts on these. This is the 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 2020 class of okay. nominees. Pat Benatar. Okay, I'll I'll take Pat Benatar. I'm I'm there. I'm there with that one. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Oh, okay. I Dave Matthews is one of those artists where I respect them for the success they've had, mm-hmm. and they definitely have an audience. I am not that audience. Right. I cannot stand Dave Matthews, but I can I can accept Dave Matthews. The Dave Matthews band will get in at some point. Mm. I think it's a little early. They're still playing sheds. They're, they're still selling a lot of, you know. Right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame usually seems to be after somebody's peaked. Um, 
Okay, this one I'm cool with. Uh, Depeche Mode. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, even though really not rock and roll, um, some bands, I guess, that aren't rock and roll, I kind of like, eh, but Depeche Mode, I'm going to give a pass yeah. because they're awesome. Uh, Doobie Brothers. Okay. I can, yes. I'm cool with that. Whitney Houston. No. Nope. No. Yep. I don't care if she's dead. I really don't. Damn. That's harsh. I don't. Um, man, this is what I'm kind of torn on. Judas Priest. Why would you be torn on that? Because I don't consider Judas Priest to be a rock band. I consider him to be a metal band. Okay. All right. Now you're just freaking splitting hairs. Sorry. Metal. So you're Sorry. okay with Depeche Mode that mm-hmm. is not even a rock in, uh, in the hall in, in the area, in the vicinity of rock. But I, you're, yeah. I can, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing by that. All um, right. Judas Priest. I, I, you're good. I can. Yeah. Okay. Craft work. I think craft work gets in. Oh, yeah. I have mixed feelings. Uh, <laughs> MC5. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Motorhead. MC5, you know what MC5 is? MC5, I feel like, is the uh, the older generation's Rage Against the Machine, you know? I, I kind of get that. I, I don't think, I, I'd be shocked if they got in, especially on this round, but um, whatever. Motorhead, Motorhead. yes, they're going to get in because he's dead. Yeah. He died. Yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Yes, absolutely. I just don't see that. I just, Why? Uh, I don't like him. Uh, okay, but you don't, here's, here's your problem, okay? You know what your problem is? <laughs> Oh, do tell. And we go through this a lot. Oh, I know. I always say, look, just because you don't like them doesn't mean that, again, they they aren't worthy or they, and it, it, this applies to all things. Uh, and Nine Inch Nails, whether you like them or not, you know, I don't like, again, Dave Matthews, but I, I can respect I just, what yeah, they've done. I don't see them on that level. Trent Reznor is a genius, like, as far as, you know, even... Oh, I, just, I don't see him as a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame level. One um, of the best shows I've ever been to. Really? See now, and to me, it's one of the worst. I saw a Perfect Circle open up for Nine Inch Nails, and a Perfect Circle was brilliant. What year was this? Oh, uh, it was when Meredith Gnomes came out. It was the first Perfect Circle album, which is why they were the opening act. What year was that? I don't, I don't know. Remember what, what was that? Probably around two thousand five-ish, maybe. Okay. I don't know. But I, I I just thought Nine Inch Nails was just I just thought they were god awful and yeah. I, and and they just couldn't follow a perfect circle in my opinion. Um, That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard in my entire well, life. But I'll say it again if you need me to. You have shitty taste in music. This so is really all right, all right. This is yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be an ugly podcast. Okay. Um, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, uh, again, hip. If we're this is yeah, a hip hop, there you go. Yeah, we're, uh, Hall of Fame. Absolutely, that's, that's a first year of uh, eligible. I will to me, recognize but. Biggie Smalls, but not yeah. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. Absolutely yeah. not. I think that one gets in though. Uh, oh, this this is an easy one. This is an easy yes for me. Uh, Todd Rundgren. Yeah, yeah. Um, Soundgarden. Hell yeah, yeah. T Rex. <sighs> I don't know. Thin Lizzy. Now, I I did I liked some Thin Lizzy, but I don't know if they're Rock and Roll Hall of Fame material. Yeah, it's you know that's one that that, that either way if, if they don't get in, I'm like yeah, but if they do, I'm like yeah, that's about right. Uh, they're they're really on the fence with me. That, that could go either way. How many? But uh, how many albums did they make with uh, before he died? Before, before he Phil killed died? himself? Or? Uh, he didn't kill himself. How did he die? He did. Huh? He OD'd. Oh, well, he basically killed himself. Well, okay. There you go. <laughs> Six right. of one. But um, I don't know how many albums they made with him before, before. but they, you know, it's, it's another one of those bands that was just, that was so much bigger 
elsewhere than they were here. Right. And, that, and that's but and that's one of the things you, you, you kind of got to keep in mind. And I'm going to touch on that in a minute because mm. what I have created. He's going to touch on it I'm in a minute. touch on that okay. in a minute because what I have created is a list of what I feel are glaring omissions. Bands and artists that I cannot believe are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. More deserving than pretty much everybody on this list. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Hit me. Um, but I'm going to start with my number one. And oh, you're going to ridicule this to no end. But I start with them because I absolutely worship this band. This was their first year of being eligible. They weren't even nominated. What's well, their first year? Yeah, it's their first year. But I mean, this this is like, to me, this is almost like a, a Nolan Ryan not getting in his first year in law. But th- okay. this was uh, Oasis. You know... You have got this hard on for Oasis that uh, regardless of that. And don't get me wrong, I like Oasis. Um now, have you heard Noel's new band? It's absolutely fucking oh, horseshit. Well, okay, it, it's let me horseshit. Say this. It started off okay. It's getting worse. It's horseshit. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it's. He's gone to some really weird kind of dance type thing that I can't get my head around. I but, heard. I heard. Yeah, exactly. I heard an yeah. interview on uh, on uh, Sirius XM when I, I had I had it like when I bought my car. I had like the three months free, and after that, I just let yeah, it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not paying for this shit. But the guy had in Noel Gallagher, and they were talking about his. New Thing. And I was like, I was listening intently. I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to hear what this is. And then I heard it, and it was just like really weird, poppy dance shit yeah. that was horrible. Now, I will say this, and, 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 I, and I have said this repeated In my mind, Noel Gallagher is a genius on a level I cannot even comprehend. So I always think if I don't like it, it's me. I'm not getting it. There's something about this I'm not getting, but he's... No, it's horseshit. But regardless of... Uh, and it, it, I, I own my worship of Oasis. It... It is an objective fact that for probably between two and three years, that was the biggest rock band in the world. Well, you could say that about um, a lot of bands. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a band that played like to, you know, 250,000 people. You could tell, say that about a lot a of bands. And for that band to not even get nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just mind-numbing to You me. would blow uh, Noel Gallagher if he, if he had the opportunity. I'm a Liam guy. I mean... I gotta be honest, I'm a Liam guy. I, I miss the drama. I really do. Oh, see, I do too. Liam's crazy. He's yeah. crazy and he's a drunk and a drug addict, which yeah, is... Yeah, he's mellowing a lot. It's, it's really weird. He's mellowing, <laughs> he's out mellowing a, lot. a lot. Yeah. All right, um, all right oh, well. so let me continue on the list. And there's just... There's some of them I'm just gonna gloss off, but there's a couple of them that are really glaring. Um, Jethro Tull. <laughs> I, I think that's crazy. The Smiths. Crazy. E, the next three. Morrissey's so whiny and bitchy. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, okay. The next three are, are, in my mind, more glaring omissions. Ozzy. Oh God. How 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 does that how is that even possible? Duran Duran. <laughs> Again, that that falls into that pop category that I'm just not yeah, down with. I think they're. I think they're. Again, no respect Duran Duran as far as, and I'm surprised at this because. I don't know if people know Doug has a just a just a vicious hatred towards 80s music. I really do. And Duran yeah. Duran is probably the band to yeah. me that that encapsulated the 80s. And that's one of the very few exceptions. I huh. love all things Duran Duran Interesting. and I hate 80s. Uh, next up Bad Company. Oh, they should can't, be in there. Yeah, I can't believe they're not. Uh, and I'm just going to blow through a few. Uh, NXS. Um uh, yeah, Motley Crue. Sticks, Foreigner, Ario Speedwagon. These were huge bands in their day. Yeah. Uh, Boston. Um, two that I think are, are glaring, uh, Grand Funk Railroad and the Go-Go's. Man, I tell you what, you are just screaming to everyone listening right now who doesn't know, 
I am old. I am old well, as shit. Let's be fair. It has to be 25 years since you started before you can get in there. So these are all um, Tina Turner, Joe Walsh, Kate Bush. This one I, I, I debated adding to the list, but I got to give him a lot of credit. Jimmy Buffett. The dude has been going nonstop for a gazillion years, and he still yeah. sells, you know, again fifteen thousand seats every. You know, he's one of those artists that I will respect for his success and his, you know, but just not my cup of yeah, tea, yeah, man. No, it's that. terrible. I hate um, it. Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, again, pop that I just don't see. Yeah. Uh, does Huey Lewis have a big schlong? I already had a huge, gigantic package. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, Greg. What about Noel Gallagher? Sorry. How big is his penis? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but if I had to guess, it's massive. Uh, if, if I could go in your Google history, I guarantee there would be a question. <laughs> Show me Noel Gallagher's penis. <laughs> All right, got another big glaring one. Yeah. Phil Collins. Yeah, he should be in there. Uh, Peter Frampton. Iggy Pop. Nick Cave. I don't know how uh, Iggy Pop. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, how is that? Like the Stooges are in. But Iggy Pop's not in. It's a solo artist. Um, Kansas. Toto. You brought up Toto earlier. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, for Christ's sake. Last record, Doug um, worked Toto. Yeah. Don Henley, Boss Gags. Sting is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How is that? Uh, yeah, that... Now, there's just some bullshit omissions. I mean... Like, how... But... I would be interested to know, like, the whole deciding process of that. Yeah, I would, too. Uh, I because... Would too. I think they're behind closed doors and I think they are just like in a room and they're like, all right, how are we going to fuck with people this year? Yeah. All right. Who, what do you want? You want to put in snow? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Fall. Snow. La, 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 la. All right. Here's my last one. On yes. The list. Um, Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> and they need to get, they need to get off their ass on that, that because uh, Palmer's the only one left. They so, can still uh, induct them when they're dead. Yeah, but I hate when they do that kind of shit. Um, so that th- those to me are some omissions that make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame seem a little illegitimate. I mean, I don't know how you can have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not include some of these people in it. Look how long it took Rush. Look how long it took Kiss. Look how long it took Yes. I mean, there's certain bands, and and you can always tell. One of my favorite. Um, have you ever seen when Rush was? Uh, inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. Uh, Alex Lifeson's speech is the greatest speech ever. His speech was about two minutes, two and a half minutes of him just saying blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's awesome. That's all he said was blah, blah, blah for two or three minutes. It was amazing. Um, Rick Wakeman, uh, when he got in, he just did like a stand-up routine. I'll tell you my favorite though. Um, Fucking Paul Simon. Snarky as can be. It is unbelievable. You can find the audio to these things on YouTube. Um, so when Simon and Garfunkel get get in, yeah, um, Art speaks first, and he's just eloquent. I mean, he's just beautiful. He's just thankful. You got you got a hard on for about, Art Garfunkel I, I, too. I, I, well, yeah, both of them. Um, but he talks about Paul Simon and just you know th- you know thanking his 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 oldest friend, and he says something like you know you, you've enriched my life more than more than anyone ever has. And all these great things. And then Simon gets up there. <laughs> he looks over at our Garfield and he goes, you know, come to think of it, I have enriched your life quite a bit. It's just like, shit, dude, are you serious? And then he gets in years later as a solo artist. And he's being, you know, he's being pretty magnanimous about things. And he gets to Art Garfunkel. And he thanks, you know, his, his old childhood friend, Art. And he says, uh, I really hope that one day we can get back together and, and mend 
this fractured friendship and have a relationship again. Crowd goes bonkers. Right. When the crowd stops, he goes, no rush. <laughs> what what like, happened with them? Uh, it, it really kind of came down to the fact that um, their big problem came when Art started getting film work. So Art went to go shoot the movie Carnal Knowledge. Um, I think it was in Mexico uh, with Jack Nicholson and Paul wanted to do another record. Right. And he didn't want it. But see, Paul was wanting to be an actor as well. But, you know, Paul Simon seems like just a one of those just snarky little nerds. You know, he's like a musical genius, yeah. but he's just a nerd and he's pissed off because, you know, he was beat up when he was well, young. He's a short man syndrome. What? Sure. Yes. You know. Yes. Um, you know, but, there's nothing more. Uh, I hate more than a music snob. Look, how do we get along? You I, well, I know because you. Uh, it's ridiculous. Like you like what you like, and a lot of it, it I consider just weird, eclectic shit. I would never listen to, but I yeah. respect your your right to choose whatever you want to listen to. <laughs> if that makes you happy, if uh, uh, Corey Fitzpatrick or whatever the fuck his name is makes you happy, Corey Fitzpatrick. <laughs> William Fitzsimmons. Everybody. Fitzsimmons. Those okay, whatever. But the Fitzpatrick is the uh, the Backstreet Boy or the Ninsync, whatever. That's your. I'm happy for you. I appreciate. But that. you. This is one of the reasons I love Austin. One of the reasons I don't like Austin is the music snobbery in Austin <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. Um, if you like anything mainstream, you are lame. You have no taste in music. Listen to whatever makes you happy. I don't give a shit. Okay. Well, I'm about to. Uh Put on the music snob hat now, because now I'm going to read to you a list. Oh, God, how many fucking lists do you have? Just this second one. Okay. Of These are people that are actually in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Bear in mind that list of people that are not. Bill Monroe. Do you know who that is? Remind me who Bill Monroe is. Father of Bluegrass. Who cares? Okay, Was it Blue Moon of Kentucky? Keep on shining. I'm sorry. I am Um, not uh, 80 years old. (laughs) <laughs> you need to be for some of these. Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Chet Atkins, Hank Williams, Jimmy Rogers. Okay, hold on a second. What's your beef with Hank Williams? He's not rock and roll. Again, we've been over this. He put him in the Country and Western Hall of Fame, which I'm sure he already is. Put him in there right off the bat. Maybe make him the very first one in. I think that old country artists like that are more deserving because rock and roll kind of developed from country, uh, you know. Well, a, you're, a not gonna, bit. you're not going to like this next one because the next one on my list is Johnny Cash. Oh, absolutely zero business. You, zero business oh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You, are you j- might as well put ACDC in the Country and Western Hall of Fame. Makes a, you, you go to any now, see, record Johnny store Cash, and go to the Rock and Roll section shut, and find me a Johnny Cash record. Shut up. You will not do it. Again, you can't use that excuse anymore because you you admitted to liking a few people that aren't rock and roll. But oh, absolutely. You, okay. But, I'm not saying I don't like Johnny Cash. I'm not saying that at all. I, I think I'm saying you shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that kind of country, Johnny Cash, not only uh, did did true rock and roll kind of come mm. from have some Johnny Cash influence, but his whole attitude was was fucking rock and roll. He lived like a rock star, oh, okay, which is why I like him. So here we're gonna go to the next one because you're gonna have the exact oh. same argument on this one, and I love this guy. I have got. The amount of money I have spent on box sets from this guy. Really? I mean, it, 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 no. Well, who? Miles Davis. All right, that's weird. Zero business in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And no. I love Miles Davis. Um, Nat King Cole. 
NWA, Muddy Waters, Public Enemy, Run DMC, Wanda Jackson, Tupac, T-Bone Walker. These none of these artists have an ounce of business being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Any other Hall of Fame that actually coincides with the genre that they performed and recorded in, I've got zero problem with anybody on this list. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, absolutely ridiculous. I, 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 I look. I, and, and okay, so you can Johnny Cash, whatever. You how you can be okay with Hank Williams being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Ozzy Osbourne not being? I, I can't get my head around that. Well, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I agree with that. But I can still. Um, again, I, I can I can see the timeline where it's like when Hank. I mean, we're talking Hank Williams, not Hank Williams Jr. Right. Um, where that kind of music sort ha, sort of like morphed into. Uh, a lot of rock and roll. Elvis came along. He put a little rock and roll zhuzh on it. And um, somewhere down the line, about 1990, country just went this far left turn. And it's all this mm-hmm. shit country uh, that is awful. Uh, but I can see, you know, tracing rock and roll back to its roots. Um, I can appreciate a Hank Williams or a Johnny Cash. Oh, I, 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 well, I, okay. If I you would have said Luke Bryan, I would have punched you in the face. I have a hard time. This will uh, be our last uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, admittedly, and and again, it's it, this goes to personal taste. Um, I have no difficulty finding appreciation in Johnny Cash. I have a terrible time appreciating Hank Williams. I just can't get my head around it. It, it just, I, I've never understood it. My brother is a huge Hank Williams fan. He loves him. Has, I just play it all the time. I could never get my head around it. It just there was just nothing about it that was pleasant to listen to. Um, I don't say that about Johnny Cash, and you know, same, Willie Nelson. I mean, he he's not in there, but there's a push to get Willie Nelson in there. Um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't agree with that either. But absolutely, the Country Music Hall of Fame. They should have some kind of criteria, and it seems like they don't. Besides, it has to be clearly the, the, they the length of time. Yeah, yeah, it all has to do with 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 how long since their first album came out. So, um, yeah, it's. I kind of think it's horseshit. I, I, just the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a whole. And I'm not one of those people that had a big, pro, oh, you know, Rock and Roll you know, Hall of Fame. That's too commercial. I, don't, I think it's great that there is a Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. Um, but I think. They're going about it all wrong. And it's interesting. They've now allowed um, the public vote to actually have some say into who goes in there. Do you know who's That's currently bullshit, leading? The That's, the, it's bullshit, by the way. Dave Matthews Band is, is yeah. the leading vote getter right yeah. now. Let's let the, the public. public yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. That, that's, you know, look, trust me. Uh, coming from someone who worked at radio stations, uh, you know, just because we say something, that uh, there's always some like rule, like buried in some, you know, a thousand lines of legal oh, yeah. garbage that yeah. gives them. Basically, it says we have the right to do whatever the fuck we want to. Yeah. Okay. If you and and again, you can find this on YouTube as well. Um, I've never admired anybody more uh, than Steve Miller. So when the Steve Miller band got in, he played nice. You know, he showed up, he did his thing or whatever. But then afterwards, they go to the press room and he went off (laughs) in the press room about what complete bullshit that whole night was. He was given two tickets to the to the show. He had to buy his band's tickets. That's ridiculous. Ten thousand dollars per ticket. His band the wives of Do his you know band. how many oh. casino shows it takes Steve Miller Band to make ten grand? Let me tell you something. That financially, that dude's well. Oh yeah, he's well. Sure. I mean, he, you know, you know. But it, it's still. I mean, it's like he was saying. You, 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 you brought me here to honor me, 
and you're going to bill me? Yeah, it's stupid. For, for my, my band's playing tonight. I have to pay for the band to play? Or for my band well, to attend this thing to play? He always just, could have said no. He could have. Yeah, you absolutely could. Do um, you know how many awards I've turned down? <laughs> Not a one. Not okay. one single award. Before, before I wrap up my discussion, I'll, let me, I'll tell you what my favorite thing is about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's when you watch the train wreck of a lot of the performances, especially these bands that haven't played together in years, and especially when you get to watch the the acceptance speeches and you know they hate one another. Oh, yeah. And you just look at the looks on... Go back and watch the acceptance speeches of the talking heads and just doesn't matter who's talking, just look at David Byrne. He just looks like he cannot wait to get out of there. He's going to go up there, he's going to play these songs, he's going to get... He's going home. I mean, he, he's done with this. He's... Thanks for the honor, but I'm going to get this and I'm going to go. Eddie and Alex Van Halen didn't show up. Yeah. When Van Halen got brought in, two two guys, Michael Anthony and Sammy Hagar. That whole mess is just, oh, that that band is just a tragic fucking mess. Um, it never, the drama never ends. It's never, and, and see, they're one of the few bands where I liked them with both David yeah, Lee Roth I, yeah, I and Sammy too. Hagar. They were different, but I saw them with Sammy in the 90s in a, uh, at a show in New Orleans, and they were great. And I think they had like a ton of like radio hits when they were you know with Sammy. And, and, but David Lee Roth is one of those people where I like him, and I think he makes a good front man because he's mm-hmm. so eccentric. But as a person, he's a fucking asshole. Like I could not stand to be around him for more than five seconds without wanting to punch him in the face and kick him in the nuts. I never met him. I met Sammy Hagar, and he was great. Oh, he, he was, seems like he's down to he, earth. He was, he was as nice Sammy as Hagar be. has that, uh, or I should say Dave Grohl has that Sammy Hagar vibe, where anytime yeah. you see him, uh, he's very laid back, he's very chill, he's very appreciative, he's very talkative, mm-hmm. he has a great personality. He's not one of those, uh, you know, I'm too good to be yeah. speaking to yeah. anyone. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with the level of success they're at. I think... They get to that point where they're so successful and they're so rich, they're just kind of cool with it all, as is. I, I remember, and it was in a very short period of time, um, I had to do an event with the band Fuel, which, you know, I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, I yeah, do. Whatever. So there was a big thing where uh, the singer would not drink anything but Evian water. Right. So right. we had this one. No, he You're would a drink douche. that. It's right. just all this kind of shit. And he doesn't sing more than once in one day. Uh, just, just all this kind of stuff. It's like you're fuel for God's sake, and like within a week of that, I had to do something with the band Chicago, and specifically Robert Lamb. And you know, fuel showed up in a limo. You know, had the you know security come in the back room. So I'm sitting there waiting on Robert Lamb. I'm waiting on a phone call actually from somebody you know management saying he's here. No, nope. Robert Lamb took a cab, walked in the front door, kind of looked around. It's like oh my, because he's he's. He, to me, he was instantly recognizable. I was like, oh, my God. So I walked over, and I said, well, do you want to go in the back? No, I'm fine. You know, whatever. And he did his thing. He signed his autographs. He took his picture, and he kind of called me over. He said, hey, could you call me a cab? Maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Just over it. And this is the dude that wrote 25 or 6 to 4. Dude, it's it all has to do with age. Again, um, I look at myself now as opposed to when I was, you know, 43 as opposed to when I was 23. 23, douchebag, okay? 43, I'm that guy just strolling in, whatever, you know, because you yeah. have an appreciation for everything that sure. those younger guys don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I can I can totally, totally see that. 
Chicago, that's a that's. I think Chicago's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If they're not, that's a horrible omission. They should be. Yeah, they are. They are because I remember there was a big to do about Peter Cetera wouldn't. Yeah, uh, but there's also that thing that Chicago's one of those bands who went like tragically wrong in the '80s. You know, yeah. again, why I hate the '80s, and yeah. I don't. I don't should say I hate the '80s. A lot of things about the '80s I hate. The cheese factor in the yeah. '80s was through the roof, and you took bands like Chicago. And you made these, you know, oh, these. You're the inspiration. Power ballads that were just, oh my God. There's a really cool documentary that CNN did a couple years ago on the band Chicago. And they talk about that. And really what had happened was Peter Cetera and David Foster just took the band over. And they're a horn band. I mean, that's the thing. They're a horn band. He decided, Cetera decided he didn't want horns in the music anymore. So you took like. Yeah, you know, the horn players, well, Walt Perzader and Lee Lockney and all they had to learn to play other instruments. The fact that they you know the, the horn players in Chicago, see, it in makes Walter you Perzader, a giant nerd. Uh, Lee Lockney, James Pankow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I know the horn players. But those, how messed up is that, that they had to learn how to play, they had to learn to play guitars and keyboards to stay in the band because he didn't want horns. Hey, you know what? At least they had a chance to stay in the band because a lot of times they would just kick him out. That's true. You know, uh, Peter Cetera, that whole thing is like the Steve Perry thing. Like, they, people, yeah. they so want Steve Perry to get back. Oh, yeah. with, and he's just like, nope, not doing it. Just, I will not do it. Did you hear that last Steve Perry album, though? Uh, dude, I haven't listened to a Steve Perry album since Oh Sherry, okay? <laughs> okay, well, I don't know that he's, well, he put out one since Ugh. then. But he put out an album like last year. And uh, man, it was not, it was not a rock album. It was very mellow. And his voice was so, and as soon as I heard it, I thought, well, this is why he can't, he can't sing that stuff anymore. He didn't sound terrible, but he can't sing high anymore at all. I think, you know, once you get older, I think they just, he's probably, you know, past the whole, like he doesn't really care if, no, if he no, has like a hit tons of or money. whatever. He's, he's just, 70, I think. He's yeah. 70, 70. He just, he, like he puts out records for fun. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, which is, uh, again, uh, when you talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being complete bullshit, and I mentioned Dave Grohl, and I made a mental note to come back because um, I will never forget on one of the Grammy Awards, and this was years ago, and I cannot remember what year it was, probably... Uh, around 2010 that probably around a decade ago maybe and they got up on stage and they won a grammy for best rock album for i forget what the album which one it was but they got up on stage and this is when the singing show competitions were really big american Mm -hmm. idol that bullshit okay and how dave Grohl got up on stage and he's talked about how rock and roll is supposed to be messy it's supposed to sound you're supposed to sound like shit when you first start out. You're supposed to, you know, no, nothing's perfect. There's nothing perfect about rock and roll. Like sometimes your voice gets, you know, it cracks and you get real yeah. grungy and that's fine because it's gritty rock and roll. And he said, um, by the way, uh, you know, we made this record in my garage. Now, you know, there were oh, no wasting light. Yeah, that there was were, the garage record. There was no huge expensive studios yeah. where they made it in his fucking garage. Yeah. Okay. It was great. That's actually my favorite Foo Fighters record. There you go. Um, yeah, I remember. You know, when I was when I was young, I was. I mean, you think I'm a music snob now? I was a terrible music snob when I was younger. When you were and, younger, what in the 30s? Yeah, yeah, right about right, right about aught six. Um, but Tom Petty said something that infuriated me when I read it. But years later, I was like, oh, I totally get what he means. But he, I remember I saw an interview with him. He said, "Well, it's rock and roll. It's it's not supposed to be good." 
And I remember thinking, dude, what the hell? You know, what a, what an asshole and what a stupid thing to say. Because for me, I was really into the, I love that prog rock stuff, that really intricate, you know, odd time signatures. I mean, these guys are like classically trained musicians that play rock music. As I've gotten older, I totally get now what he meant by that. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to have a little attitude. And if you got, and that's and what it is, it's not necessarily that it's, it's not supposed to be good. It's that if it's not, you're not supposed to give that much of a shit about it. Right, exactly. So that's, that's, that's the rock and roll yeah, attitude. That's, like, that's what I took This from podcast it. fucking sucks. I don't care. I could care less. Well, that's because you don't have good taste in music. <laughs> All right. Uh, of the bands that I hear, I'm going to give you the list. Who on the list of people that I omitted do you actually like? Uh, this is uh, which one? Where, These are, this, this, is the, this is the list of the bands that, that aren't in that I think should be. Who do you actually like on that list? On the this one? Both of them. Um, Oasis, Bad Company, Ozzy, NXS, Boston, Motley Crue, Sticks, um, Foreigner, and Ario Speedwagon. I can't Hell, even with you, them. How do you like Sticks and not like Foreigner? Um, uh, Joe Walsh. He is just, and he is still, he is insane. <laughs> that, the amount of drugs that guy has done, he is insane. Um, Phil Collins, Iggy Pop. Not Sting? Um, where's Sting at? Right there. Oh, I haven't gotten to this no. side yet. Your list is like eight fucking pages. It's one page, but it's two stacks. Um, Nick Cave in the bad seats, okay. Yeah. Um, Kansas, yeah. Um, Don Henley, sure. And Sting. Yeah, there you go. That new Nick Cave and the Bad Seas album that just came out is it's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Um, I do want to circle back to one thing. Um, Joe Walsh. Favorite album title of all time. This is a Joe Walsh album. He just called it You Bought It, You Name It. I love that. And there's a NoFX album. It's my favorite live album title. It's called I Heard They Suck Live. That's the greatest title for a live album I've ever heard. I mean, just look at pull up pull up videos of Joe Walsh interviews, and he is oh, absolutely yeah. insane, just insane. He is like that's rock and roll. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, I'm sure he's in as a member of the Eagles. I don't think James Gang uh, are in there, but I think that's part of the problem because I think they're going to look at Phil Collins and say, "Well, he's already in as a member of Genesis." Iggy Pop, well, he's already in as a member of the Stooges. Uh, Don Henley, he's already in as a member of the Sting. He's already in as a member of the Police. But I think that's horseshit. Biggest, it, okay, why? Because they're two different. They're right. completely different things. Sting solo albums and Police albums. Wow, they're worlds apart to me. Genesis albums and Phil albums, with the exception of the last two worlds apart for me here's how much i can appreciate music that um, i hate when people use the excuse of um well i'm i'm you know 20 something i'm young i don't know that band okay guess what i didn't know elvis but i know who he is okay sure, yeah. i can appreciate what he did uh people ask and i grew up in the 90s okay i graduated in 1994 uh, I that's all basically I listen to is like 90s rock that's where right. I live I, I'll occasionally go outside the lines but um, when people ask me who, who's the best uh, trio rock and roll trio of all time you probably I would probably knowing me you probably think I'd automatically go to Nirvana or um, uh, or Green Day I'll say I think you'd say the police I would say the police where I would go rush okay I do I do say the police okay um, absolutely, the police. I appreciate. I, I love. I mean, I like the police, but I, I just appreciate. I can appreciate them. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. Uh, all right. All right. Well, that's all I got to say about the Rock Hall of Fame. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up and uh, and talk about uh, a couple things that we're doing that we can just plug. Yep. Yeah. Um, go ahead. 
Well, um, Clear Lake Radio just went live playing 24-7 of Christmas music. I hate Christmas music, by the way. But it's just it just seemed like the way to go with it. But uh, Station Sounds, fantastic. You've done some really great work on the liners and station IDs and things like that. But I'm excited about it. Where, where are we taking it once we come off the Christmas music? Uh, or do you want to make it? You know what? We could just make them stew. Uh, no one's stewing. Uh, you know, stewing. Yeah, they're stewing. They're stewing. Um, I don't know. Toying with a couple ideas. Holy Bless you. Cow. Is that Bless what that was? Yeah. That was she a sneeze. Right. Jesus. Um, if she farts, I'll shame her, and she gets real embarrassed, and she'll really? walk away. Well, let's yeah. hope that doesn't happen. Hey. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do know, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, right now, yeah, Christmas music, because people are in that Christmas. Uh, I love Christmas. Um, I- I'll listen to, I'll tolerate a couple of Christmas songs. Uh, but um, I love to walk around the mall or the Galleria during Christmas time. God, during the week, not during the weekend. Weekend's wow. crazy. I just love the atmosphere, the big Christmas okay. tree, the music, uh, whatever. Huh. Um, but um, yeah, but anyway, uh, Clear Lake Radio, and uh, that's basically it's a part of Clear Lake Today. Clear Lake Today, yep. which is a website you've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything and everything you need to know uh, about the uh, Clear Lake area, which is a great area, by the way. I love being near the water. And we're in a building right now, literally the water. We could walk to the boardwalk right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just a couple blocks down. Uh, so anyway, so um, you guys check that out. And we're uh, the podcast network, which is we have quite a few shows already. Yeah. Uh, but we're always looking for new shows. And the, again, the great thing about a podcast is, is a, a lot of people can do a podcast um, you know, you don't have to have tons of, of experience in broadcasting or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I love working with new talent or whatever. And, and so anyway, if you have an idea, you can talk to us. The website, which looks fabulous, by the way, because I did it. If you guys need any web design or graphic design, please let me know. Um, but it's clearlakeradio.com. Yep. And uh, you can contact Doug or I, you know, through the website, and uh, that'll be cool. So, and in, and to be fair, I actually did the original website and said, "Hey, if you want, clean it up a little bit." I completely there changed is it. nothing that even resembles. It was what terrible. I did. It was fine. I had this. I, admittedly, whole, I like yours better. Oh, I had this whole graphic design uh, uh, discussion with Doug the other day because again, I'm going back to school. Um, I'm taking some classes at Lone Star, yeah. and I'm taking some design classes. And you, my friend, listen. When it comes to business, and you're known around here, um, you, you, you are great at networking, you're a local businessman, you, you, you have connections, you know how to, how to sell things. How to, I automatically go to you for that. I have no idea. When it comes to design and, and, and that kind of stuff, please look to me, because you don't have a clue. <laughs> Clearly, with that shirt you're wearing, you have no clue. Dude, this is this is stylish, and in all fairness, it was cold when I left today. It was so never stylish, right. ever. Okay, even I'm, when you bought it, I'm, when, you know, like, nineteen ninety-three. I'm done podcasting right okay, now. Okay, well done. there you go. Um, right. Next week, next week, next week. You pick the topic next week. Okay, I will. It'll be riveting, I'm sure. Oh, it's going to yeah. be fantastic. All right, we're out. Bye. <laughs>